Welcome to the True Creator Podcast. I'm Allison Holly, intuitive guide, channel, and sacred sexuality coach. I'm also the author of the book, The Era of the True Creator. Each week, and with each new episode, I'll be sharing what it means to be a true creator, exploring the full spectrum of our multidimensional selves through a variety of topics, from the very human to the highly cosmic. If you are awakening and expanding into your multidimensional self, this is your place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the True Creator Podcast. I am here with Dr. Nisha Manik. Will you say hello? Hey, Allison, good to be with you. This is a terrific day just before Christmas. Oh, yes. Hope everybody's ready for it. Yes. <laughs> I can guarantee nobody's ready for it. <laughs> no, that's love in action. They're all busy doing things for everybody else. It's yes. great. I hope so. So Nisha and I have been talking. I said we need to hit record because already so many gems. I could talk to this being for so long. She is a wealth of information. Um, so let me just go ahead and have you introduce yourself and a bit about um, who you are. Uh, if you could just share a brief description of you and what you do, and we'll dive right into it because there's so much goodness in this episode. <laughs> Allison, I'm, I'm chuckling because you said, who is Nisha? And, and, and really, Nisha mm. is an enigma. Nisha doesn't know what is going to happen tomorrow and what she's going to do crazy stuff again. But <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to tell you the 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 linear story. So um, I am a medical doctor. OK, and I am a rheumatologist. So I take care of people with immune diseases, chronic diseases such as rheumatoid arthritis. Okay. Yes. And a, a fun fact about me, because this is one question I often uh, get from my patients. They always say, Dr. Manic, where are you from? And I always say, so by the end of the visit, you're going to tell me where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And they always come up with, uh, you're from India. And I say, no, uh, you're from South Africa. No, you're from Australia. No. And then I tell them I speak the Queen's English. Oh. Now, it's the King, and now I'm, it's the King's English. No, I'm not from the UK, but I was born and raised in Kenya. Oh, wow. I was born. Yeah, I was born actually on the equator on a small town called Al-Kalau. And uh, one one person one day did a you know celestial chart that kind of Ooh. thing, and and I gave her uh, all Kalam, and she actually looked into it and she went, oh, "You're on zero degree latitude." I've never had a client like that. I said, "That makes me very very special." <laughs> so, so when I say Nisha is an enigma, yes, I was born and raised in Africa. I left when I was a teenager. It was not when I was a young person. I was a teenager and went through uh, schooling. I was determined, determined mm. to get an education, okay? And that took me all the way to Glasgow, Scotland. And you think, what? Excuse me? Scotland? <laughs> where is Glasgow? People say Glasgow. Yeah, Glasgow, Scotland, where I did medical school. And from Glasgow, I went to London to do my residency, what they call house officer. And I worked my 
butt off. I did all of the medical requirements of the United Kingdom all the way to the Royal College. Yes, I'm a fellow of the Royal College of Physicians, but that's not enough. That's not where the enigma ends. I came <laughs> back. I came back because I actually came to the United States and I came back to the U.S. and went to Loma Linda, did residency again, if, as if London wasn't enough punishment. And from, from Loma Linda, I went to Stanford University to do rheumatology training and education. From there, I joined the Mayo Clinic in uh, Rochester, Minnesota, which is where I actually spent much of my rheumatology career. I was in research. I did all of those excellent things that you do in conventional medicine, okay? Um, all of the uh, research, what makes the human body well, what makes disease happen. Yeah, I was in, in it. Okay, I was writing papers and lecturing. Uh, mm -hmm. I was on the residency selection committee. So I was in it. And then the innate was stuck again. It was like, woo. So I was on a track to professorship. This is what you do in academics. You publish, you get grants. But there was one thing that really bothered me, Allison. It really bothered me. And it was this. Human beings are terribly capable of self-healing. We just don't know it. We don't you know that. Yeah, we don't know the capacities. So I was doing all of this excellent conventional care. But I'll be honest, there were many, many times where I looked at someone and said, um, I don't know what other chemical to give you. And so here I was in the ivory tower mm. of excellence in medical care, but we sometimes didn't have answers. Uh. Okay. And so there I was, and I was reading these papers. I was writing on Qigong, actually. It was a book chapter in a medical textbook around Qigong. And it was no ordinary textbook. This wasn't conventional medical care. This was complementary medicine. That time it was called complementary medicine. And now mm. the, the, the correct terminology that we use is integrative care okay I see. so integrative means i do the best of conventional and the best evidence-based care in uh complementary therapy so the this editor came to me and said you know you're really you really champion tai chi you really champion qigong and i'd like for you to write a book chapter on qigong which no one ever has done and i thought you're crazy i was a master Yes, I was thinking, even especially with where you were, that that's pretty alternative. Where and when? Pretty alternative is correct. And, <laughs> and, you know, so I dived into, I said, okay, first of all, Dr. Bauer, no. He says, no, 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 no. You got to do this. You've got to put pen to paper and look at the evidence. And I said, I said, let me think about this. And I did. I meditated on this. And I said to myself, I've got to rise to the challenge of putting rigor to science or, or scientific rigor to Qigong. Yes. And who better than me? Okay, so I'm going to do this because I know this works. I just don't know how it works. So there were randomized controlled trials, which is, you know, people do Qigong and a comparable group do nothing, you know, 
and and that kind of thing. And and yes, there was really powerful evidence of Qigong, but I was not satisfied because I think this gold standard of randomized controlled trials misses a lot. And, and when we're talking subtle energies, this is complex. This is not like saying, oh, here you go. Take this chemical we call Tylenol and off you go and call me in the morning. Yes. No, this is not what we're doing. And so I was going to dig deeper. Thank God. And this is where I say thank you to Dr. Bauer of Mayo Clinic because he said, no, Nisha, you go dig. You go dig because I know you're capable of this. Yes. And so I was researching what is subtle energy, energy, what is, because, you know, in medicine, energy is calories. It's your food. It's so boring. You want to lose weight, eat less energy, eat less calories. But this is not what we were talking about. So subtle energies. And I'll tell you, I bumped into Tiller's, William Tiller's work. He's a physicist or was a physicist at Stanford University. He did most of his career, 35 years at Stanford. Okay, this is not some, 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 you know, random person on the street. This is an icon in the world of science. But here's the beauty. Here's the beauty. Tiller, in parallel with conventional physics, was doing work in the human capacities. What did I just say when we began this conversation? It is what makes humans so darn special, okay? We can talk to each other. We write books and have podcasts. We share information, (laughs) all right? So, So Tiller wrote several papers in the medical journal. So I'm right, I'm researching Qigong. Ooh, okay, okay. And there I stumbled into his work and I couldn't understand it. I knew something was so darn amazing. And he writes about subtle energies. Actually, he coined the term. Oh, wow. Subtle energies. 1993. Any of your listeners can go to Google Scholar, write William Tiller, what are subtle energies? Okay. You go there and guess what? You get this paper, which has wonderful science in the beginning, and then so so many equations. And I thought, oh, God, okay. And I, I, I sat with it because here's what happened. My body told me the truth. My subtle energies kicked into gear because I felt like, ooh, something really warm. Something was happening to me. Just as I read this information, it's like saying, Let's read the Bible. Oh, there's something very truthful here. Ooh, I like this. I like this contemplation. So I looked into this paper. And here's the thing, Allison. Pay attention. Your feelings never lie. Mm-hmm. Now, even though I was in the Mayo Clinic office, I paid attention to my feelings because something really spoke to my heart about Tiller's paper. So much so that I wrote to him. I wrote to him not once. I wrote to him several times because there was silence. Nothing happened. Mm. Okay. And then finally, after the umpteenth email, like, Dr. Tiller, please, I need to speak with you about your research. Um, His lab associate, Walter Dibble, wrote and said, okay, Bill says 
William Taylor. <laughs> Bill says, read his book, Psychoenergetic Science. Psychoenergetic Science. Woo! Psychoenergetic means psychology, consciousness, subtle energies, science. Okay. So I get this book. So here's the thing. It was a little easier than the paper, but still over my head. It was like, oh, William Tiller, give me a break. But here's the <laughs> thing. I was giving a lecture in, in uh, Arizona. He had retired from Stanford and was in Scottsdale, right? And I'd done my homework. I took that book with me and I said, darn it. I was giving a lecture on um, osteoarthritis for the Mayo Clinic Complementary and Alternative Medicine Conference. Okay, mm. it was 2009. I even remember it. It was summer. I was in Arizona and I said, I don't <laughs> care. I don't care what happens, but I'm going to meet this, this giant of physics. Okay. And he said, yes. Oh, said, yes. Okay. Okay. So, Allison, imagine if you're going to meet Albert Einstein for I an evening. Care. What would you do? What would you do? <laughs> Lots of preparation. <laughs> okay. I was terrified. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that was the truth. Nishamanic, and I actually, actually, I missed the uh, the faculty dinner. I said, nah, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to go and meet Tiller. I didn't tell anyone because I, I thought, what do you say to people? But I did write to my brother. And I said, he's going to meet with me. He's going to meet with me. And I don't know what to say. I don't know a thing what to say. He says, be yourself. Beautiful advice. Be yourself. So I meet Tiller over dinner in a restaurant in Scottsdale, four hours. And it was the most kind, open, generous soul who was seated with me. And he brought his wife, Jean Tiller, too, okay? And uh, I realized then that I'd, meant my, I'd met my mentor. Yes. Because this man, and, and, and here's the thing, Allison, I write this in my book, Bridging Science and Spirit. He had read the original manuscript, get this, get this, okay? I thought, what What do you ask Einstein? You don't ask him about science. You ask him about spirituality. I thought, oh, I'll be smart here. I'll be smart. <laughs> I said, hey, Dr. Tiller, have you read um, A Course in Miracles? I was a very avid student at that time. Um, I have studied a lot of traditions, Allison. I really, really I love. Yeah, I really love. Uh, spiritual uh, scriptures in all of their colors. So I was studying A Course in Miracles and I said to him very smartly, do you know A Course in Miracles? Because it seems to me your science would, you know, would talk about, it was an aspect called deltrons, but don't worry about that. And he looked at Jean and said, oh yeah, Jean, remember Helen Shuckman? And I was so stunned. I said, mm. what do you mean Helen Shuckman? Yeah, she came to Menlo Park. We lived in Menlo Park and she came with the original manuscript and wanted my <laughs> opinion. And I thought, and I I I had to gulp more stuff. On that note, I'll just drink my Darjeeling tea here. But I remember that. And I remember looking at him going, What do you mean? What do you mean, Helen Chuckman came to you? Yeah. Mm. And Nisha, Jean and I read the manuscript. And we live like this. It was a fine manuscript. And, and Helen Shuckman really wanted us to join her, the foundation for inner peace. Mm. But I had promised that we must do linear science. I wanted to commit there. 
But I told her, not yet, no. So here's the thing. Bill Tyrrell lived by the principles he was of in. an inside-out life. Yes, yes. So he was a rare mind who had excellence in science and excellence in spirituality. He was living the two lives totally in sync. Yes. He said they were not separate. They're complementary ways to self-knowledge. What does self-knowledge mean? Mm. Means you find yourself, your inner teacher. Mm. You find your inner teacher. And and I remember, okay, here's 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 what, what Tiller meant to me. And I'm using a Sanskrit word. He's a Rishi. A Rishi is a, is a teacher who is worthy of our attention. Mm-hmm. Okay? He's worthy of our time because he holds the finest truth refined to such a degree that you feel it radiating from him. And that's how I'll he's choose. one of sparse words. Jesus can stand in my room today and I would know and recognize him. Mm. You don't have to say anything. I'm using a lot of words. Okay. They're great because words. Ni- huh? <laughs> They're great words. <laughs> N- Nisha Manik does that. You know, she's a word. She's this is this is how I operate in this so, world. You yeah, are so in this world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I very passionate. It. I'm very passionate. So when I left that Scottsdale restaurant, I was giddy. You know, I called my brother and I said, oh, my God, it was awesome. It was awesome. I didn't, you know, he signed my copy of Psychoenergetic Science. Very generous. And I said to him, I really want to learn from you. Now, he said something that sort of made me go stop. Like, oh, he said, Nisha, you really belong in the world of medicine. You haven't had any, any Uh, training or education in physics and you really need that you know to really make sense of these equations to and by the way to learn equations is a good thing because it opens up your perspective nothing to be afraid of you just need the concepts but I didn't know that then okay and he was thinking that oh and but he had a change of heart and he called me about three months later and it was October I remember it very very well and he said okay Nisha, I've been thinking about your proposal, and I think, I think one thing is very clear to me uh, about medicine, and, and that is it's stuck in chemistry. Medicine is stuck in chemistry, and I said, I know it is. Yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. So, uh, and he says, okay. Um, he says, okay. I think we could try it. You know, can you come down to Scottsdale? And I said, you got it. He said. Then he said the other thing. Um. I don't have any money to pay you. There's no funding here. I said, I don't care. I want to know the truth. Yes. Okay. I want to know the truth. And then he said something else. And that's when I went, oh, wow. He says, listen, you need to start a daily meditation practice. Mm. Okay. He didn't say how. He didn't say for how long. He didn't say what to do. What tradition? Nothing. Just watch your mind, Nisha, because that will be very important. And and then I later found out that any time 
he took a postgrad student under his wing at Stanford to do a PhD. They were all yogis. <laughs> that means they all had meditation under their belt. Mm. They asked profound questions of science, not, oh, let me do the deeds of this journal or this funding agency or this. No, that was profound. And I remember standing in my kitchen with my phone in my hand going, oh, you got it, Dr. Tiller. I'm in. Mm. Now, when I said Nisha is an enigma, that was it. That Nisha could walk away from everything I knew. I had no funding, no pedagogy in physics. I had no curriculum written out that you're going to do this in week one, week two, week three. Nothing. I just said yes. I said yes. The next day I went to the chairman uh, of my department and said, Eric, I, I, I got to do this. And he says, Nisha, we can't lose you. We Look, we'll make time. What? I said, I got to go. I got to go to Scottsdale, please. He says, okay, we don't give scholarships or we don't give sabbaticals. We don't do that here, but we can do leave of absence without pay. Will you come back? I said, you got it. Give me uh -huh. some time. I need to do this. And so in the winter, there was an ice storm coming. I know it's we're talking when there's a major Siberian front going on right now. And I know what it's like because I packed up my Jeep. I gave my keys to the landlord and said, bye, and left. I never looked back, okay? So this was it. No safety net. And, and my family thought I'd lost my marbles. And I had lost my marbles only to find new ones, better <laughs> ones. Okay. <laughs> so, so I learned from Dr. Tiller. I, every Thursday in Scottsdale, I had an air mattress for a bed, a stack of physics books, and I went to work. And I, it was hard, Allison. It was, but that mind was so immense there is nothing you can do to contain something like that to contain the experiences the profound spiritual lessons and also to talk about what are the big books in amazon what is physics talking about right now and you know in uh, 2012 higgs boson was discovered uh -huh. in cern in switzerland uh -huh. what does that mean okay and so we explored these questions and what it means to live well, what does it mean to live with full human capacities in our world? Okay, and he taught me some of these things in a scientific way. And, and I'll tell you, living fully is spiritual too. There's yeah. no, again, no separation. And he taught me the value of a contemplative life. Yes, meditation, but also a contemplative life. I'm going to just stop here because I could keep talking, but I want to make sure that I answer some of the pressing questions that I know you had. Mm, I love everything that you're saying. And, you know, a lot of this is, even though we've talked a few times before, so much of this part of the story I haven't heard, it sounds like, I don't know how comfortable you feel with the, um, you know, term guru, but it sounds like you had a true guru experience without uh, 
the implicit hierarchy and it feels it feels like uh he was offering enlightenment more than just physics so you know one one of our meetings i i remember this this is actually in bridging science and spirit because it was so profound what he said and i want to interrupt you briefly science mm -hmm. science and spirit oh bridging science and spirit is your book mm -hmm. Yes, that's my book, uh, The Genius of William A. Tiller's Physics and the Promise of Information Medicine. But that's a long subtitle. If if your listeners want to go there, and I highly recommend it, okay, Bridging Science and Spirit. Um, and I, I, I remember complaining to him that because what, what Tiller did was go into the purity of the inquiry around what is consciousness, all right? Mm -hmm what is consciousness and and he said it's not your brain and i got it right away it's not where mri of brain and all the funny wonderful colored patterns and what happens and blood flow here and blood flow there and limbic system here and all that it it will work because when you in the sense it will work if you lift a, a weight and pump your biceps okay your biceps is going to grow right and if you pump your muscles of the of your brain i'm using the analogy here if you if you continue to uh do compassion and and love your your frontal lobes are going to look different than somebody who's in prison for you know doing Correct. bad things right. okay right okay we can agree on that but the brain is a consequence of the practice of consciousness not the not the uh, it, it it wasn't the source of it so mm -hmm. Conch brain is not the source of your consciousness. It's a perceptual organ. All right. So if there's one thing I can even leave your listeners with here, um, is the brain is not is beautiful organ. We can spend a lifetime studying it, but it's not the it. Okay, let me let me put it this way. I have seen evidence of consciousness without the body. Okay, there's no ears and nose and eyes and a brain there's nothing there and, and i actually give i give evidence of nobody being there and it's conscious it is conscious and talks to you yes. and says hello hi yes. okay so um and i give evidence in uh bridging science and spirit there's seven pillars and in the final pillar i present evidence and it's published in peer review papers so this isn't some, oh, yeah, right. No, it is peer-reviewed. It is published that there is consciousness and it survives physical death. Okay? So we're having yes. a body. We're physical. We are spiritual beings having a physical existence. Mm -hmm. And I will change Nisha's bio-body suit many times over. Okay? She thinks she's pretty cool now. <laughs> My God, you look young for what you are, 30 years in medicine. I say, yes, thank you very much. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. And as an so, eternal being, you look very young. <laughs> so, so we're spiritual beings having a physical existence. So where is the amnesia for this spirit? Where is the inner teacher in all of this? Where have we, where have we covered it up? Where's all the veil and all of these other things, okay? And so when I saw Tiller's signs where he used his consciousness as a tool 
to change things in his lab. He's a material scientist, which means he can create new materials. Okay, when you have bridges and buildings and metals, and that's material science. So he knew how atoms and molecules function. And he knew, hmm, I do meditation and I feel things going on. Hmm, I know I impact everything around me, but how can we objectify it? How do we bring a number to it? How do we make scientific study out of it? Right? Now wow. we're talking not with an MRI machine of your brain. We're talking about intention. Mm -hmm. Intention is everything, Allison. Intention is how you make your, your thoughts laser sharp. You have an aim. You have an intent, right? So Tiller is not only a Rishi, but he surely knows how to hold a thought yes. in mind. Everyone else is monkey, including me. He, in fact, you know, would say, Nisha, I would enter his lab. He says, oh, my God, the, the, the counters would go wild because I'm very energized. I'm very, yes. I have a field yes. that is really large, okay? And he says, oh, my God, your biofield is so huge. You you go sit in that corner over there. <laughs> Let's yeah, tell me that. You're, you're mucking up my experiments. <laughs> right, okay. So... So he tested his intentions, Allison, and they're nothing short of revolutionary. Absolutely. Even still. And, I'm even, sorry, what, say that again. Uh, even still, you know, and this was when you started studying with him in 2012, and he'd been doing this for however long before that. Yeah, 1993, and then he'd done his target experiments while at Stanford. This was yeah. at Stanford, okay? 97 onwards. Um, he wrote many books, Conscious Acts of Creation, Emergence of a New Physics. And it was so magical because if he can do that, Allison, to change materials, and he, you know, and I won't go into all of that because we'll be here forever. I, I encourage your listeners to go get Bridging Science and Spirit. And in pillar number four, I, exp I explain in very simple terms, you don't need complex things here all he did was hey do does my intention impact this water yes it did without him physically touching it without him doing any chemical addition street he changed the ph by a whole ph unit you yes. cannot do that yes. okay yes. i'm sorry i'm you, you can see i'm shouting at the computer yes. right now <laughs> and then he pumped up the enzyme alkaline phosphatase which is what doctors measure throughout the world a million and bazillion times every day in the chem profile you can pump up your enzyme which are the engines of a human body he increased the potential of the enzymes uh, function by 25 percent. that is enormous okay wow. you can rebuild your body and your bones and your liver come on and then he made the fruit fly and then this was it he has this is called intention is information that is the source of energy yes what does energy do in the world in our nature everything is driven by energy it's our raw material mm -hmm. but here's the fantastic truth intention is a source of energy and it never runs out i have a question 
Mm -hmm. Is intention the source of energy or is it the pusher of energy, the mover of energy, according to what you've been? Both, both. Both. It is a source and it chisels. You want to, you don't want to have a willy nilly affirmation, blunt, you know, sort of half hearted thing. You want it laser sharp. I hear then that. You, you're, you're not only an energy, uh, you you direct it, you're coherent. I think that's a good word. You're I coherent rather than dispersed. Okay, just a weak light bulb, a laser sharp yeah. versus, um, oh yeah, that means you, you asked me a question. Is it a source of energy? And, and my answer to that is yes. And I give us, I give the evidence for that. You can put a number on it um, in Bridging Science and Spirit. Okay. Ah, Okay. So energy makes things happen. It changes materials. You can make, uh, you know, water do funky things. And he did. So, and and by the way, he was good friends with Masaru Imoto. Okay. The gentleman. Yes. So, so who started the water? um, And I can't pronounce his, pronounce Imoto. Masaru Imoto, Dr. Imoto, the one that did the water experiments, just speaking to the water, putting labels on the water and changing the chemistry of the frozen water. So do you know who uh, did they started at the same time? Was this? So, so he was good friends with Imoto. So uh, they knew about the flexibility and the miracle that is water, which is hydrogen bonds okay water is incredibly complex we drink it every day and we don't even understand it it's the root of life Mm. so Emoto um, really showed that this material holds human information ah yes yes okay we're creating information all the time Mm -hmm. so we just don't know how so we can write love, I am love, whatever, and put it on the flask and glass of water. Yes, it will It will absolutely change that water. Why not? You are a higher potential thing than the worm that's crawling by the glass of water. Let's face it. Okay. So we are very creative, high powered, and we can make these things happen in our world, which then brings us to, my God, if we can do this. Can I not change my health? I love that. <laughs> and I want to ask you too, I, there's so many different questions that I have as you're, as you're sharing, but what do you think, just as a, a bit of an aside, what do you think it is that makes people so uh, in so much disbelief that we can do these, what we now, we call it superhuman, but it's really just human. So what is it that you see that creates that barrier. I know that you said we're addicted to chemistry. We're sort of stuck in that realm. What is it that keeps us from saying, yeah, of course this is possible. And it's, it's science and we can, we can read all about it now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a really wonderful question. Well, we have been addicted not only to chemistry, Alison, but we are addicted to the scientific method. We think science is God. We mm. believe science and we have we worship the mind and its constructs. That right we there. Wor- okay, we worship <laughs> this causes that, but spirit doesn't work like that. It doesn't. Okay. So we have 
and I'll tell you, in my medical school education, I came to worship science. And because I'll tell you, this is the other part that is Nisha's enigma. I'll come back to that because really all my life, the one singular thing that I follow when I look back is I wanted to find the truth. The truth about our existence. Okay, why? What, what is this all about? And it's not about finding joy and happiness in a Mercedes in the garage. It might happen. It might not. It's irrelevant, actually. We're all much more profoundly in the search of truth. Truth that does not change. It is timeless. Science will change. Science will give you a new iPhone tomorrow. Right. <laughs> Science will give you a new Zoom link. Okay. All right. Science will make my tea hot again when I'll put yes. it back in the microwave. <laughs> that is not what I'm talking about. Truth is things that do not shift. They're timeless. Okay. And we are really, really, really searching for that. And that was what, and, you know, I thought that truth comes in scientific packages it's nicely wrapped it comes in a in a diploma you put it on your wall you look at it you get fellow of the royal college of physicians you get fellow of the american college of physicians i left that out didn't i ooh, ooh, yeah okay oh come get get real allison what is nisha all about nisha is spirit nisha is growing Nisha wants to shout from the rooftops, people, wake up. <laughs> but it takes time, just like Tiller said on the phone. You got to start meditation. And I'll tell you, we were in um, a vegetarian restaurant. I, you know, we used to have uh, meals almost, you know, a couple of times a month. It was great fun. I'd say, come on, Dr. Tiller, let's go out for dinner tonight. He says, okay, kiddo. He used to call me kiddo. Oh. You, 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 pick, you pick the restaurant and I'll join you there. I'll bring Jane. And it was a it was a vegetarian restaurant, like a Thai veggie restaurant in Phoenix. And and he said to me, he was, he took off his glasses and he was chewing the end of it and was looking at me. And he said, Nisha, I know you're meditating. I know you're doing it because you're one person who's really right, really enthusiastic. And I said, you betcha. You know, I, I I was doing A Course in Miracles. I was Gita. I'd run Red Children's Bible. I mean, I was really onto it. And he says, Nisha, as you meditate, the chaotic mind may take time to settle down. It's okay. It's okay. There'll be stacks of things that come up for you to resolve. Mm -hmm. Resolve them. And then another stack will come up. Resolve that. And then there comes a time. And he was absolutely right, because when I look back, I can sit very quietly, Allison. I live alone. I'm in my, in my zone. I start my day at 4 a.m. And that's my first thing I do is I sit quietly. Beautiful. And right now I'm sitting quietly. I sit quietly. There's nothing. In, there's nothing. There's, to, there's total silence. Okay. Yeah. It's really a gift. There's nothing, no rah-rah. So the sound of God is silence. Okay? Uh, and, I, yes. and, and really, I've, I've come there. And I say thank you profoundly for Tiller to just say, Nisha, Nisha, just be with it. Don't try to analyze. 
become familiar with your own likes and dislikes and preferences and drop them. They'll go. <laughs> drop them. Drop them. And so um, there's now a point that I'll be honest, you know, there were times when I would look at a patient and I want them so desperately to change. I want to heal them. But I want to just open the door and say, okay, what's the deepest wish? How could you get there? What has meaning for you? And just start there instead of what's your pain, you know? Yes. And so I'll tell you, Taylor's work has changed me as a doctor. It has changed me as a physician to honor each one where they are. It's okay. There's no right or wrong. There is really no right or wrong. <clears throat> we have to drop these dichotomies once and for all. Yes, because the mind... I've seen patients in, oh, in you know, I had a patient just a few days ago and just he was really delightful he was tattooed from head to foot and he was on telemedicine oh. and I said what brings you to rheumatology sir and I said oh let's just make sure I've got the right sir what's your date of birth you know the usual <laughs> things and he says and, and he smiled it was really quite quite lovely and he's he looked at me and he said then he dropped his gaze down like really like he was a little ashamed of something because I could I I, I I was right there I listened to them really intently there's nothing there. I'm I'm with them. And he said, please don't judge me. Mm. I just, I, I was incarcerated and I've just left prison and I need to tell you this. And he said, and I said, it's okay. Tell me what's on your mind. Tell me what's on your mind. You see the notes hadn't reached me. I didn't know anything about his story, but he was there and I wanted to help him. All right. So we did. And, and it was a great visit. And I said, we'll see you within the month. We'll do this and this. And here's why I'm doing this and this. And he understood. He says, I'm with you, doctor. I'm yes, with doctor. you. I said, um, I think we, you know, we can help your pain once we understand that we can um, rule out. We want to rule out these things and then come back. Okay. He says, I'm with you. So it is like that, that, that he, he, was actually judging himself you know and then yeah. we had a great conversation and I said what really bothers you in your body I had to really get back to okay you told me what's on your mind tell me what's bothering you in your body so that we can help your doctor help you better all right he's sending you to an expert like me for a reason so we could then really focus in and just go there, explore it, look at more questions, and then come back and have a good laugh about the whole thing and say, have a good Christmas. I'll see yes. you in the new year. <laughs> okay. So it's like that. Mm -hmm. It's like that, that you come from a place of great joy, um, silence. And that's the greatest gift you can give the universe, Allison, is silence. No rah-rah, no protests you know you get run over in the protest nowadays anyway <laughs> just stay home and have a cup of tea you know <laughs> I hear you I hear you I do I do and I want to also just mention to those listening if it doesn't make sense the experience of it will the experience of being 
makes a lot of sense. It doesn't seem to take care of the things that it needs to take care of. It doesn't seem to be a better option than medical science or protests or all of those things. But when you experience it, you know it. And it's mm. it's powerful. Well I, said. Yes. Yes. I am um, one of my favorite quotes, uh Mother Teresa, I believe, um, unless I got that wrong, somebody asked, when you pray, what do you say? Mm-hmm. And she said, I say nothing. And she mm-hmm. said, they, they asked, so what does God say? <laughs> God says nothing back. Yeah. You yeah. Know how beautiful to sit in that place of being. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's something I teach my patients too. Uh, we sometimes close the visit with, let's just close our eyes and take a few deep breaths. And uh, it's lovely because they're not embarrassed or anything. They're just, yeah, they're they they, they they're right there and it feels right. And we say a little prayer, we seal the visit and thy will be done, thy will be done, God. So we align everything with God. You know, it brings to mind that wonderful book, Practicing the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. It's a very old book, I think 14th or 15th centuries. It's a classic where this monk would invite God in everything, okay? You can start your car in the morning. Hello, God. How are you today? Uh, so good. Let's go. All right. <clears throat> Hello, God. I'm peeling a potato. Hi, God. I'm going <laughs> to light a cigarette. Well, what do you think about that? So why are you separating and judging things? So practicing the presence of God is you offering everything because you are a spiritual being having a physical existence that's a contemplative way okay so when 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 patients get a little worried that dr manik my mind is monkey i said okay all right give it a job why don't you give it a tool to meditate on or something but if you can't then read a scripture what has meaning for you and hold that or just say i am love Mm-hmm. right there right there or hold it in your heart go and and so if they're really confused you close their eyes and move to your heart and stay there just stay there and i can tell you allison every single time they open their eyes it look different okay uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it, we, you got a different face my friend yes it's very true and we can all feel it and i i want to i want to tie this in with um, medicine. I want to tie this in with healing the body Mm. because I see the tie in with a contemplative life and releasing judgment as moving away from a mind centered life and moving into a present centered life. Can you share a little bit about how this heals the body? Well, consciousness is not stuck in your skull. Mm -hmm. Okay. Consciousness is everywhereness. So when people say, where is consciousness? That's actually a wrong question because it forces you into space. 
into a spatial thing, right? Where is consciousness? Consciousness is a field. Yes. So as you become more and more conscious, as you become aware of your choices, you're conscious, oh, I'm doing this and I could do this. I could do this, but I could do that. So you become aware of the bazillion choices. You shouldn't get overwhelmed because they are there. You're making choices all the time. Either you're asleep about them or you're quite awake about them. Mm. And the more you're aware, the more you're aware, you will know. Your solar plexus and your heart will kick in. They will say, that's your inner teacher right there. Ah. You start to make certain choices. I don't have to tell you bazillion times, stop smoking, <laughs> okay, or lose the weight. And I'll tell you, this has happened where, you know, I, I changed, that's why I say I changed my practice where I told my patient, how is this serving you? Let's say body weight, you know, 300 pounds and they're miserable. How, how has this served you? Let's let's do a meditation on that. And I have actually switched off the light in my room. No computers. Give them 10 minutes to hold the question like a brick. Now, they feel safe with me. Okay, they know me. So we inevitably get answers around this practice. It's quite amazing. And they will come up with, how does this serve you? Yes. And now I can let it go. Then the body weight melts away or this goes away and and it's the same with arthritis okay it serves you a certain purpose that is not to say you're punishing yourself there are lessons in everything everything so being conscious absolutely will benefit your body okay in your choices first and foremost yes yes yeah. Conscious choices. And I also heard you talk about really activating that inner teacher. We have mm, everything leads you to your inner teacher. That's what you're looking for, actually. Yes. <laughs> your whole life, you know. Mm, okay, look at yourself in the mirror. You're looking at your, you know, the, the, the one you're looking for, really, the whole life is looking back at you. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Is, isn't there one, one teacher who said that? Mm. Swami Muktananda actually is okay. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. I and, love and, 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 and I'll tell you this actually, Allison, because I've written a, a course, Rheumatoid Relief for People with Rheumatoid Arthritis, because I'll tell you one vexing question for doctors is this, and we don't know, but I think I found the answer, and it's in the course, and it's this how come what separates people who do well? with a medicine versus a patient with the same medicine, exact same medicine who doesn't do well. Yes. What separates them? Oh, I love. What is the difference? I loved when you outlined this in your course. And by the way, I mm-hmm. have taken part of the course. I'm very excited. I want to talk directly about that. Um, I'm very excited to finish it because it's powerful, powerful information. It's so simple. And yet it really, I've been studying energy. It really brings in, it really marries those two worlds of spirit and science. And it really brings in some very practical 
uh, ways to transform the way that your energy moves in your body. So oh, that- yeah, absolutely. It's Thank so- you, Allison. <laughs> I'm glad you're taking it. It's because so- I think, yeah, I think we have the equipment installed inside of us. We just don't seem to know about it. And I love that. It's sort of, you know, it's, it's really powerful. So we'll talk about it in a minute, but yes, when you got to that part, uh, you know, why does medicine, the exact same medication for the exact same illness, why does it work for one person and not the other? Mm-hmm. And your insight on that was, well, your, your science-based understanding of that was very, very profound. So could you share that? Yeah. So in medicine, at least in rheumatoid arthritis, I'll tell you, uh, medicine is an art. Mm. It is a science, but I'll tell you, we literally choose one thing after another off the shelf. This will work. Let's see. And then we'll give you a trial for six months. And if you don't reach remission, we'll give you another one off the shelf. Oh, let's see what your insurance covers. And let's give you, did you just see what I'm doing? So how much money and how much suffering is going on in here? Yes. Actually, more suffering than the money, but there's our, our healthcare costs have gone through the roof. Okay. Uh, I just paid my insurance premium for January 2023 and I almost yelped in pain. Oh. I never used this thing, but I've got to have it. <laughs> All right. So this is, this is not good. So it is a question I asked too. How come? You know, cookie cutter medicine, right? You go through protocols and guidelines and you pick, you do everything perfectly and it doesn't work. Why not? And I'll tell you, this course gets to the heart of it because one thing, it's your consciousness too, which by the way, you're going to come to week three, four, and five. It totally separates some people out. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. It, it, It makes sense because some Allison went into remission and you go, how is that possible? And I've actually presented the case uh, of this one lady to my group of rheumatologists. And I said, have you ever seen this? Somebody with rheumatoid factor positive, couldn't walk a year ago, and now he's in remission. But this woman, has she worked with me, but there was also, and then she took the course, and then she, boom, she made the leap. There were little pieces along the way, and you're you're doing the pieces. So to just summarize it is is a little unfair, but yes. I'll tell you, she had done the work, okay? And then she went into, I'm going to set my intention, and I'm going to do my spiritual package. Boom. Yes. Okay? So I think there are layers of, of energy you have to build on it. And what separates those who really do well is simple things. It's not rocket science. You don't need and lab tests and and x-rays you just need to know what you need to do and you're going to get the skill set the keys i call it the five keys all right perfect and and the first key is the choices you make look at your pantry go in there look inside your fridge and i've literally done these exercises with my people yes they take a picture and they bring it to the clinic and we both look at them and they look at each other and we look at the and i say what are you going to do about this in your fridge and they look at me sheepishly, but they, at least they took the but picture they know. and bought it. All right. Exactly. They say, they know. I like this. What's it? But I really like the ranch dressing. I know. <laughs> and I said, okay, okay, look at the label. And actually at the at the bedside, I said, shall we bring up that ranch dressing? I don't know the brand it was. 
And we looked at the ingredients and I said, I don't like this ingredient. Do you? No. I said, why are you eating canola oil? No, it's for industrial purposes. Oh, I did not know that. Okay, so I'm so sorry. Uh, it was so much fun because at the bedside, we were both sort of on a discovery. Okay. And I, it I was simple that. things like that. It was simple things like that. So I want people to become scientists in their life. Why go around blindly? I'm going to buy a box cereal. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do a bit of this. Uh, They're banging around in internet and books and books and books and diets and a quick fix. It ain't going to work like that. Mm -hmm. It comes from within. So I'm going to say, stop it. So here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that I I go really from the get-go in rheumatoid relief, which is this. We're going back to first principles in science, okay? This is science that will never, ever, ever expire. I mean it. Yes. I mean it, okay? And it is what really drives chemistry. What is really the raw material that makes things function in you and around you? You don't have to answer this. If you don't know, you actually already know the answer. But let's not be lazy. If you, if somebody's really moved by listening to this, they should go and get their loved one and sign up for the thing. Yes. But it is energy. We've already talked about it. All right. We've got to look at energy in all of its forms, yes. not just food not just food. All right. So because in medicine, we think energy and calories, energy, calories. Okay, that is rubbish. I'm going to tell you right now, and people, doctors who are listening to this may have a little bit of a jolt, and they won't like it. But hey, energy as physics calls it is vastly different. And physics is closer to the truth. Okay. All right. So what factors really drive chemics, chemical reactions and enzymes in your body's energy? But here's the other thing, and you talked about it, is that nature has already installed an energy pump inside of you, which is really driving everything. But you just don't know it. You don't know how to connect with it. Yes. Okay. So let me let me put an analogy because I think we shouldn't be mysterious about this. We know that when you move a magnet, a north and south pole, when you move it, you create what? You create electricity, electromagnetism, Mm -hmm. all right? Magnets and electricity are one and the same thing. That's how you get light. That's how we're talking on Zoom. Well, guess what? You've got a magnet inside of you. You're magnetoelectric, uh, all right? Yeah, you, you have a spark plug inside of your body. <laughs> if I can put another analogy, I don't know how else to put it because when Tiller first told me about this, I, I thought, what's he talking about? Then he made me connect the polarities of my body and I went, oh, whoa, wow. okay, it changed my life. It changed my life. Categorically changed my life because I could write my book and I could recharge my batteries. I could write my book and recharge my batteries. So that's another analogy. Spark plug, you're a battery. You're running down. How are you going to recharge? I'm not even talking about food. 
Say I didn't have food, I didn't have anything around me, I could recharge my batteries. And because these are, you have a universal life force. Yes. And these are the energetic practices that you go over in your course, correct? Yeah. Week two. They don't even have to go through the end. It's just week two. You're going to get it. And they're very simple exercises. And it, to me, I, I've got to say, even with all of the, I mean, I am not a normal person, you know this. And I still <laughs> think not. really it's that simple. It's that simple. You just kind of, and it's. Oh, I'm so in love with it. I want to, I want to, for the sake of time, I want to ask you, um, you know, before we started recording, I said, Nisha, this is, this is a course for everyone who has any inflammation. And you said, yeah. so it's for everybody. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would fully agree. And I, before you go into sort of the nuts and bolts description of the course, I want, I just want to say that, you know, it's, um, it's framed around rheumatoid arthritis and people who are dealing with that, but I would encourage anyone who's dealing with any, which is a lot of people, honestly, any unknowns, anything that feels inflammatory and you want to be your own, um, your own teacher, your own healer. I definitely feel this course is for you. So um, with that being said, can you kind of go a brief description on what the course is and how they can, uh, how they can enroll? I'll have all the links in the description of this podcast. Okay. Yeah. So you make a a very important point. And actually um, this morning I noticed a gray hair. Beautiful. <laughs> no. Okay. When I say no, you can see where my consciousness is. You know, I I I I have a a dislike, right? I have a preference here. I see. So so where what why is why are we aging, right? It's inflammation. Yes. We're aging from inflammation. That's it. Um some age faster, some uh have longevity that you you know, Tiller was a magnificent mind and he just passed away this year he was 93 and he was still doing mathematics last year it was phenomenal and honestly I it was like what he he was a youthful 93 Mm. okay so so inflammation is the condition that ages us and it's everywhere. It's it's the moment you're born, uh, you know, babies get rashes, they get snotty noses, they get infections, they get all of these things, mummies, we all do. And it's, and we're not separate from our environment. So there are many, many millions of variables. Um, and again, week one goes into that a little bit, okay? Um, where you're investigating uh, I give the example of a refrigerator and the pantry, but there is a lot of things here that are impinging on us all the time that cause inflammation. Once you know, you will mitigate it. I promise you. You are not subject to anything out there. You're only subject to what you hold in mind, but you have to wake up first. Okay. Mm-hmm. So inflammation is underlying all diseases, heart disease, bone disease, eye disease, gray hairs, which I found in my hair today. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So 
you to take a supplement and call it a day is doing a great disservice. So we've talked about inflammation, but let me put another, another thing on this. As a physician, I know for a fact that true wellness, absolutely flexible system for lifelong has to include the body. It has to include subtle energies. It has to include intention. And it has to include spiritual practice. You have to do what I call all levels. To leave one thing out, you're going to be deficient. And I've met many people like that, okay? They're, they're supremely bodybuilders and they look like, like a Greek god. But boy, are they got insecurities. I've met people like that. Okay, they come into your office and you say, what's bothering you? It's my shoulder, doctor. But they're really insecure about oh, oh, bazillion other things. So they're not really whole. They're not really well. They might look physically nice. And I've had a patient who actually passed away of sarcoma because there was something so deeply distressing to me. And I had to say, you need to, Derek, you need to go here. You need to go here. And he was doing bodybuilding, okay? He thought that was the, the crux of it. So I'm going to tell you, when you want to get over inflammation and, and live the best life, you want to do all of these things that fit together beautifully. Aha, okay? so it's not it's just the, the pieces of the puzzle. Yeah, they're all part of you. They're all mm -hmm. part of you. So what we do all the time in medicine, I'm guilty of this is to pay attention to the material body all the time. We analyze it, we take blood tests for it, we take x-rays of it, we, we decorate it, we paint it, we do all kinds of stuff, right? We do Botox on it. But I think we gotta do these other things, Allison. Yeah, it's called top-down science is what I call it. You wanna Beautiful. go to spirit, let all of that cast ah, to you. I love that top-down science start with uh -huh. <laughs> so good. Oh, I, I love that. I, I truly, maybe we'll record another podcast at some point because I feel like we could just keep going, but, um, to wrap it up, how can people get in touch with you if they'd like to, and, um, when they're ready for this course, and I'm going to personally recommend it to quite a few people. Um, but if you're listening to this podcast, you know, the link for everything will be in the description notes. Uh, but how can they get in touch with you? Well, nishamanicmd.com. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I love okay. it. And, 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 and Allison, I want to say thank you for shouting from the rooftops, really, oh. because you are right. Inflammation is everywhere. And I don't think we can do band-aids here, okay? We're, we're really about... Holistic care in the really comprehensive sense. I mean, this is a system. So when people talk about goals, you know, I want to do this and I want to have this body weight by this time, it's okay. But I think you need a system because life is happening at a tremendous speed. When you have a system, you will always adjust. Finding that balance. You always go back to coherence and equanimity, really equipoise. You'll find yes, your yes. balance again. Yeah. I'm very excited also to, um, when I get my book published, there are so many things that you mentioned that 
I bring into that book in, you know, spiritual wording. And I'm, I'm really excited to share it with you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're you're in the celestial realms, my friend. Like I said, I'm, I'm sort of crawling around in the kindergarten, making sense of it, but I am looking at the stars. It's so, (laughs) it's so needed. I love that you're providing that bridge. I think it's so, Oh, it really, it almost makes me emotional. It's so needed. Even on a personal note, I've dealt with so many of these things. And like I said, I am personally benefiting from your course and just from knowing you. So it's wonderful, the work that you're doing. Thank you for being my guest today. I'm very excited to share this message with others. And I know that I'll have you back as well. So thanks for joining. I would love to continue our conversation, Allison. You're my best podcast host ever. (laughs) I mean that very sincerely because, you know, you've just let me, you let me just speak really. And it's so, so cool. Um, Thank you for that. Thank you for the opportunity for giving me the space and to really just share what I've learned in this life. Yeah. And can you, yeah. Here we go. Here we keep going. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for all of you who have tuned in today. Make sure you check the show notes for all of the information on anything you heard here. And I will see you in the next podcast episode. Take care.